uh, I want to talk about growth uh, tonight, just taking note of the time. Uh, and it sort of dovetails in with exactly with what Malika was talking about. And we didn't collude on that at all. Uh, but it's about how, how when we grow, uh, we become capable of doing different things. Um, so growth is a pretty consistent theme throughout the Bible. Um, and I want to have a look at a couple of these aspects uh, tonight. Growing generally is a pretty good thing to do. Um, and there are plenty of things that grow, like animals grow, um, glaciers grow, mountains, you know, crystals are something that grow, you know, animal minerals, all these sorts of things. Human beings, we grow, um, you know, we do it from the time that we're born. Uh, and in one form or another, we continue to grow until the day that we stop growing. Um, obviously, you know, whatever that reason might be. Um, and, and growth as a human or growth of the person, we normally uh, default to the physical growth. You know, we grow higher, we grow wider over time. Uh, our hair kind of grows in other areas than it, than it, you might want it to grow, um, you know. But other things that are important uh, that we might consider about growth is our knowledge. You know, we grow in knowledge. We go to school to learn. Uh, but the first thing that we realise is that once we've left school, that that's when the learning really begins. You know, school's important, but when you leave school, that's when you start learning about life. Um, we become aware of different concepts or different cultures uh, and those sorts of things shape who we become. And, and we might grow in that manner um, over our life. Uh, we might grow in our experiences. Um, you know, we need those ex experiences so that we can seek out new opportunities or um, understand our, we'll get a better grasp on our own self-understanding. Um, and what I find the older I get is that I grow wearier, uh, easier. You know, I'm, you know, back when I was a young lad with more hair, I could go all night um, and not need to sleep. But now I just grow weary extremely easier, uh, extremely easy. Um, agriculture. Uh, I've got a bit of rambling to do. I have got some scriptures, but I, I like to ramble a little bit. Um, agriculture is a really interesting one, um, you know, particularly from that perspective right you know, we grow as humans, we, as, as the race, we grow a huge range of food in order to keep the humans growing. Um, but as it turns out, growing food can be a pretty difficult thing to do. I don't know if you've ever tried, well, people here have definitely tried growing food before, some more successfully than others. Um, Malika sometimes considers herself a green thumb. Um, she's good at a lot of things. Um, once she grew pumpkins, uh, that was by accident. She was growing cucumbers. And then by accident, she also happened to grow some, some pumpkins. So I, I don't know. I don't know where they came from. Um, but it's a pretty difficult thing to do at scale. Um, you know, Nalika and I were watching a farming documentary uh, over the last couple of weeks. Lockdown's getting pretty tough and we've run out of Netflix. Um, so we were watching a farming documentary. Uh, and it was really amazing to see the, the, the number of things that had to be done in order to grow a crop. You know, they have to happen at critical times in a critical order, um, even just to get the seeds in the ground, just to even stand half a chance of, of yielding a crop uh, at the end of the at the end of that season, well, before harvest. Um, so it's it's a really complex thing to do, and it's reliant on a whole bunch of different aspects. Um, you know, but we're humans; um, we're not plants. Uh, but you know, let's have a look at a bit of a. Uh, an analogy here that the word's got for us um, because we're often compared to, you know, plants in, a, in our walk because it's such an easy parallel to make. Uh, John chapter 15, verse 1, a really well-known scripture, but it's a, it's a, great, a great passage. 
um, particularly when you sort of break it down and have a really good read, read into it. Uh, verse 1, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So we're reading here that, obviously, Jesus is the vine and his father, being God, logically, is the husbandman. Now, I'd, I'd always assumed I knew what husbandman meant. Um, it's a bit of a strange word, but really, the husbandman is a vine dresser, uh, which is a really old term for, for someone that looks after vines. He, he dresses them, he looks after them. Um, and when we read about purging uh, of the vines, that means that that vine dresser, he, he tends the vine and he waters the vine and he cleans it and he removes the pests and he prunes that vine. Um, he, pr he prunes every productive branch. You know, if there's a, a little uh, a little blossom or a bloom starting on that vine, on that branch, he nurtures and, and, and cultivates that just to make sure it, continue, it can continue to grow more fruit uh, and continue to be more productive in what it's trying to do. Um, you know, it just needs those promising little buds to show. Um, what I found was, not because I'm going to start growing vines, but pruning a vine starts within weeks of being planted. So once the vines are planted, they don't get to sit there for six months and try and work out their roots. You know, the vine dresser's in there and he's starting to shape it and work with it and, and dress it right from the get-go. Um, you know, that's, that's like us. Um, verse 3, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. So here he's saying that, We've already been pruned and we've already been cleaned by God. And that's, you know, we've been given the word and we've taken that word to heart. Um, and, and like the vine dresser, the pruning of us began the moment we, we received the spirit, the moment we responded um, to that word. You know, abide in me in verse four and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more ye, uh, no more can ye, except you abide in me. I'm the vine and you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And, and really, as we reread this relationship where we've got the vine dresser and the vine and the branches, and we can understand what our relationship is to Christ and what our reliance is on Christ and how much he's relying on God and what the relationship between God and Jesus is, which we know, but in, this, in the way we're reading it here, um, Jesus is that, is that vine. And God is there to tend Jesus. God is there to tend and to look after us as much, uh, him as much as us. The Amplified says in verse 5, um, without me you can do nothing. The Amplified says, he who is cut off from a vital union with me can do nothing. So it's a vital union. It's not just we're in the same area and we're getting some, you know, some photosynthesis or some sort of proxy or some sort of, you know, absorption. It's vital. We don't just get it by being in the same room as the vine. It's a vital union. Um, it's like a seed that hasn't been sown. If it hasn't been sown, it can't grow. Um, uh, when we think about this harvest, so I suppose going back to that, that uh, agriculture analogy, um, good soil is pretty important to grow good crops. Um, and the soil that is good is normally full of nutrients and minerals and what have you to, to get a high yielding crop. And some areas are better for agriculture than other areas are. You know, there's this part in the US called the Wheat Belt, and it goes all the way from, um, I think it's like central Alberta, so right up near the Canadian border, right the way down through about six or seven different states to the middle of Texas. And it's just this beautiful, rich belt with this rich nutrient-filled uh, soil where they grow wheat, hence the Wheat Belt. Um, you know, so 
even though that this you know a set of geological conditions have occurred to make this a really rich area, the farmers still pump a lot of fertilizer in there to feed the crops so that they can grow. Um, concerningly, though, in 2019, the UN um, commissioned a study and they came out with this position saying that there's only uh, only about 60 more harvests that can be supported by the earth soil before they become too barren. So that's a pretty confronting thing. When we think about something that's as ubiquitous as soil, dirt's everywhere, um, and how critical soil is for the growth of crops or the growth of in this, you know, in the case that we're talking about, vines and the branches, that it's still something that, that, that has an expiry date. Um, and when we look at that in the context of the scriptures that we're, we were reading before, Jesus is telling us that, you know, the branch, us, is reliant on the vine, which is Jesus. And like the crops are dependent on the soil, but the branch can only bear fruit if the vine's healthy. And the vine is being looked after by God, you know. So the vine is never going to run out of nutrients and the vine is never going to get all dry and, and, and wither away. Um, so, you know, God's got a lot more than 60 harvests left in him, I, I, I reckon. Um, he's, a, he's a pretty big, pretty big thing, pretty big guy. Um, so if we choose to stay attached to that vine, then we're always going to be able to grow. You know, we don't have a finite year to do well our growing. We don't just get cleaned and pruned and chopped at the first couple of weeks and then we're left to go. We grow throughout our entire walk, through our entire life, we continue to grow. Um, and then what happens if we, um, if we detach ourselves? In verse 6, uh, if man abide not in me, he's cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burnt. Uh, you know, that's a branch that's not attached to anything is a stick and a stick's only good for burning or leaning on if you're tired, but it's not productive. It's, it's a stick. I don't want to be a stick. I want to, I want to be producing fruit. Uh, verse 7, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. You know, Second Peter chapter 3, you don't have to turn there, but this talks about uh, the things that we should be asking for. You know, like Nalika was saying, our desire, the desires of our hearts. And this is what our desires of our hearts should be. We should, we want to grow in grace. Uh, the un, this is what the Amplified tells us, undeserved favour and spiritual strength and recognition and knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. That's a pretty good thing to have as a desire of our heart and a pretty good thing to be asking the Lord, uh, you know, for. You know, I want that. To, I want to be wise. I can't be wise in my own strength. I've got a, a, a house full of um, young ladies um, I need some wisdom that's not going to come from, from in me. Um, verse 8, here in my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so you shall be my desire. Uh, as your Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Continue in my love. Um, we should want to and desire to be showing fruit because that glorifies the Lord. And I want to glorify the Father, you know, for what he's done for me. And if we can do that by demonstrating the fruit that he's going to give us, that's a that's a win-win really. Couldn't be much simpler. So just to summarise, um, people who hear my talks, I love to summarise. So I, that way, if you've slept through the lot, you can just take away these. First one, we should desire to grow uh, in the ways of the Lord. You know, growing as a verb, it's a doing. We shouldn't desire to have grown. We should desire to continually grow. Um, we were clean and pruned when we first received the Spirit. And since that time, we've been ready to, to, to grow fruit and to produce fruit. And like I was just saying, God's glorified when we bear fruit. So why would we not want to bear fruit? Uh, and lastly, the vine isn't reliant on a finite supply of good soil. You know, the, the, the vine dresser has got this, a limited love, 
sorry, he's got a limitless love for us uh, and he won't let us dry up and turn into a bunch of useless sticks. Um, so that's it. Let's continue to grow.